everybody, it's Jeff Antoniak. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. Well, today I want to spend some time talking about harmonic rhythm. And yes, this is something that's worth talking about. This video, as all of the videos, are for all instruments. And I'm including drummers, I'm including singers, I'm including people who are comping instruments, melodic instruments, and especially this video. This idea of harmonic rhythm is a big deal. Drummers don't play harmony, but their job is to inform the harmony, create the shape of where the harmony sits. So this is important for everybody. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, and now this is gonna relate to the previous video. The previous video, I think it's number 41, was called Phrasing is Sexy. And we were talking about phrasing and how that is so important to sort of sounding legitimate as we're playing. And for be beginners not to be getting lost in the changes. And it goes all the way up to for my money, phrasing is one of the things that makes advanced, like high, high-end players sound different and personal. Their phrasing is different. So please check out video number 41. It's gonna relate a lot to what we do here. So, okay, I wanna use the song, Have You Met Miss Jones? Great Rogers uh, and Heart tune, I think it is. And um, this tune, especially the bridge, kicks people's butt. The chord changes at the bridge. And people talk about this as a very difficult bridge. Or people talk about the song Giant Steps. Wow, what a hard tune. Or people talk about Stablemates by Benny Golson. These difficult tunes. What makes a song difficult? Good question. So it could be the tempo. Different things are difficult for different people, right? But okay, a fast tempo. That might be difficult. Or unfamiliar keys. Well, yeah, sure, some of us are more fluid in this key than that key, either technically or mentally understanding the key. That can be something. Moving key to key quickly makes a song difficult, but I'm here today to tell you that the harmonic rhythm of a tune can kick people's butts. Actually, just this week, I'm working with a great all-county high school band. I'm coaching them and doing a big concert tonight with them. And harmonic rhythm is something I hear messing with them a little bit. I've taught thousands and thousands of adult students through, uh, through Maryland Summer Jazz, the Summer Workshop, and Jazz Band Masterclass, the work that I do. A lot of students, and I see the harmonic rhythm messing with them as much or more than anything else. This is a very worthy topic. So let me do this. Let me put the uh, sheet up on the screen for you here, and you can see the bridge of Have You Met Miss Jones. So as you look at it, you can see item number one. What I've done is I've circled the key areas. So the first measure, B flat major, um, there was a chord progression that led into it, a two five right before the bridge. So at the beginning of the bridge, at the beginning of this eight measure section is a B flat chord. Then I'm circling the next three chords, A flat minor, D flat seven, G flat major seven. The idea is those chords hang together. A lot of you will see that is a two-five-one progression. If you don't know what that means, it's just a progression that we see in jazz and popular music a lot. It's very diatonic, so that circle means we're in the key of G-flat major there, to keep it simple. Okay, so now the next circle, as you'll see, goes across from the fourth measure to the fifth measure. It's sort of breaking the phrase, right? E minor, A to D major another two five, but it's in a weird place because it's breaking the four measure phrase. Then we see the next circle, again, A flat, D flat to G major. And now at the end, we see a two five, again, breaking the phrase, going to the next section, the last A section of the tune. So this is what I'm talking about, the harmonic rhythm. It's Harmonic rhythm is literally the rhythm of the harmony. Where in the phrases, where in the song do the chords 
change. So of course, when you're comping, you have to know that. That's your role, right? As a drummer, you're creating those shapes. You really kind of need to have, if not an intuitive sense, a real intellectual sense of where the chords are. So now here's the thing. In the previous video, we talked about how a good four-measure phrase is not four measures of material. A good four-measure phrase is usually playing three measures, let's call it, three measures of material, and then um, stopping for that fourth measure. So we use Take the A Train in the last video. It sounds like this. Break there in the fourth measure. And to break there, right? So those two four-measure phrases that make up the song take the A-train. Three measures of material and a long note in the fourth measure. Three more measures and a long note in the fourth measure. So that's the deal. Now here's the thing. The chords boss us around a lot, right? When you hear great players, you know, fill in the blank with who you love to listen to. Keith Jarrett on the piano, Pat Metheny on guitar. It doesn't matter, right? Those folks are not being bossed around by the chords. They can play what they want, when they want. Just because the chords move doesn't mean they move. Just because an interesting chord shows up doesn't mean they necessarily play there. They might because they artistically choose to, but they are in control of their phrasing. They don't let the harmonic rhythm boss them around. So I want to give you two approaches today to how to play um, this tune. So the first one I would say, this may be sort of counterintuitive or a lot of teachers may not go here, uh, you know, for the first place, but now I'm here talking to you adult amateur students. You are the thousands of people that tune into these videos every day and I love that. I love helping you through this music and keeping you inspired about it. So now, this I think is going to help. A lot of people get really balled up in this tune. Another one would be Seven Steps to Heaven. That's one that has a similar harmonic rhythm and everybody gets screwed up in that bridge. Another one is actually the song Solar, attributed to Miles Davis, although not written by Miles Davis. Um, that song has an interesting harmonic rhythm where the chords sometimes take four measures, sometimes they take two measures, sometimes they take three measures. It's The harmonic rhythm moves around and people get lost and messed up in that tune. So this is one of those songs. So here's what I'm suggesting. What I'm suggesting is I want you to play a four measure phrase. In other words, play three measures and rest. Play the next three measures and rest. Here's the thing, that's going against the harmonic rhythm. That's right, so we're sort of breaking the two fives and everything. Let me put the sheet back up and you'll see what, I, what I'm talking about. I want you to play three measures and play a break in the fourth measure. There's a two five there, a lot of us our instinct would be to play in the fourth measure, to play in the eighth measure. What I'm telling you is I have had the experience of more people than not getting screwed up in their phrasing because they're playing when they should be resting. Until you understand that basic element of phrasing, it's gonna mess you up. So let me, uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna loop these eight measures. I'm gonna play them back to back a couple times. And what I'm gonna do is play good, simple four measure phrases. I'm gonna play three measures, then rest. I'm gonna play three measures, then rest. And then I'm just gonna go right back to the top and do it a couple times for you.
Okay, so you can see that I wasn't following the harmonic rhythm. When a 2-5-1 came, and a lot of you that are familiar with 2-5-1s, you would play in that spot. What I'm suggesting to begin with is don't. Have the phrasing be more important than the harmonic rhythm. Just play good phrases. So for those of you that are getting your butt kicked by this tune or the other tunes I mentioned, or there's hundreds and hundreds more, that's one of the interesting things about jazz and about this great music that we love playing is the chord changes. Yes, but where the chord changes fall is as big a deal as what are the chord changes, okay? So I want you to play three measures and rest. Go back to, to uh, video number 41. That's what we're talking about. That's the basics of phrasing. And until you have the basics in the core of your DNA, you're going to be having problems, okay? So go back and, and play this tune, play whatever, and play with those good four-measure phrases. And it may be, quote-unquote, breaking the harmonic rhythm, okay? So that is the first exercise. Can you do it? It's a little counterintuitive, and it may not be the way a lot of people would teach this tune. Okay, I'm not a lot of people. I got my own YouTube channel, so we'll do it my way for today. Okay, and now what I'm going to do is play you an example of what it sounds like if I were to really stay with the harmonic rhythm. So those two five legs, I'm actually going to play with those. So now I'm the, the tune is sort of telling me where to play. So these are not going to be traditional four-measure phrases at all. Okay, so I've got a good sense of four measure phrases, eight measure phrases. I'm not going to get lost. I don't think so. It'd be kind of funny if I did, but I don't think I'm going to get lost. Let me put this up for you, and uh, I'm going to be playing the second item now. Okay, so that time I treated the tune differently. It's the same tune, same, same tempo, nothing has changed, but how I'm thinking about it changed. So that time I stayed with the harmonic rhythm and that broke the four measure phrases. So in example one, I stayed with the four measure phrases and broke the harmonic rhythm. I think that might be interesting. Well, I don't think. I've done this numerous times with numerous musicians for about 20 years. This works. Forget about I think. I know this works. So item number one, breaking the harmonic rhythm and staying with the four measure phrases. That's kind of a good way to go till you get your feet under you and you know what good phrases are. By the way, Louis Armstrong. There's a lot of people that play great four measure phrases. Not like this is some beginner thing that you're gonna move past. Yes, we can develop past it. You're always going to play great four-measure phrases. The second time around, I wasn't playing four-measure phrases. I was playing the harmonic, or yes, I was playing the harmonic rhythm. That can mess people up. I know that messes people up. So we do want to get to the place where we can do that, but I think starting with number one, which is why I called it number one, okay? So harmonic rhythm. Very, very interesting. So if you're a drummer and haven't really thought about, huh, where do the chords change? Where do they move? Where do they relax? Not a bad thing to be thinking about, right? Now, when you're playing solos and you're getting screwed up in a tune, why am I getting lost? What the heck's going on? 
I think there's two answers. One possibility is it's a weird phrase, like it's a weird actual phrase. Maybe it's a nine or 10 measure phrase or like in stablemates, a 14 measure phrase. Okay, but how do you solve that problem? Do you count harder? I would say no. I would say start understanding where the phrases are inside that. Where is the harmonic rhythm? Where does it move? Where does it stop? So this sounds like a kind of simple thing to be talking about. Um, from my teaching experience, this is a huge thing. And I get people from being lost as hell to playing and knowing exactly where they're at in 10 minutes, which is what we just took here. So this is something that I would think about. And as I mentioned in the previous video for uh, number 41, um, this is great for beginners to sort of be able to keep your spot and understand what a four measure phrase is. Fantastic. This is great for intermediate players to move past four measure phrases and start playing over the bar line. Great. But this is great for pros, for grad students, for people who have been playing for 30 years and want to move their playing along. And that is because now I'm asking you to understand that phrasing is one of the big things that makes me sound like me different than the next tenor sax player. It's a very, very personal thing, this idea of phrasing. So if you check out the phrasing video before, the harmonic uh, motion video here, harmonic rhythm video here, um, I think this is going to, if you think about it just for a little bit, this is gonna add up to quite a bit for you. So I hope you take that knowledge and run with it. I wanna tell you guys something very cool here, by the way. I am starting next week, this is uh, gonna be April of 2018, training three more people around the United States here in jazz teacher training. I'm gonna be working with uh, somebody in Dallas. This is a guy who taught college and high school his whole life, has a PhD in education. He is studying jazz teacher training. A woman in uh, Portland, Oregon, who is doing this. And she came up with grants to fund the tuition to do this thing. Tina was amazing. So she's gonna be getting started in Portland, Oregon. And uh, Michael, who is from California, guitarist in California, relocating to Spokane, Washington. So Spokane, Washington is gonna be having something for you adults. Dallas, Portland, Spokane. And that's added to Philadelphia and New York and Bethesda, Maryland and the DC area. There's much, much more coming. So thank you for tuning into this stuff. You adults out there, I've got your back. I'm taking care of you guys. Um, if you want uh, this PDF or any of the previous Digging Deeper PDFs, please send me an email, diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com and check out the harmonic rhythm, check out the phrasing. I think you're gonna find there's so much more here than you ever thought. All right, take care.